Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Does it get? When you ready, boys? Right, gentlemen, it's been a week of some huge atrocities, um, like Wasps' new kit. So, uh, oh, Wasps' new kit. <laughs> so we need we need some light in the darkness, and that's where we come in, uh, the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. Hands in, pod on three. One, two, three. Pod. It's the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously, but we are here every single week while all those other rugby broadcasters, journalists and so-called podcasters... Charlatans, Tim. Exactly. Charlatans. While they're all on the beach or, I don't know, just having a, having a San Miguel somewhere in, a, somewhere in Spain, then we are here talking rugby. That's how much we love the game. I'm Tim. He's JB. Hello, Tim. That is Phil. Hello, Tim. Uh, this week we have got, uh, well, we're going to be talking about Kyle Eastmond and the, the unexpected move. We'll be talking about Super Rugby. Uh, there's a stash watch. There's a, a sevens team of back row players you've been helping us compile. Um, and well, there's loads of other stuff as well. We'll be taking a, a close look at Bath and Leicester this week um, as we judge how teams have done in the off-season and what their fortunes might be for the forthcoming season. Um, how's pre-season training going in your coaching role, Jay? Uh, well, in my new club, Didsby, Didsby Rugby Club, Yeah, it's going really well, actually. Got a good, good bunch of boys. They work very hard. I mean, that's the thing. And it's nice. I mean, we've got a director of rugby at... Um, at Didsbury, which who might actually pass a CLB check. So over, overall, <laughs> um, it's going really, really well. It's a big improvement from your last place then. Yes, massive improvement. Well, it'd be, I mean, I'm not saying he wouldn't pass a CLB check, but I certainly wouldn't be putting money on it. Oh, my word. Right. Uh, please leave a review on iTunes. We don't ask for any money or anything, but just a moment of your time to uh, leave a review on iTunes like some of these. Uh, this uh, one's this is from Draywad. Um, who says more? <laughs> oh no, this is from the Fun Bus. Sorry, I beg your pardon. Who left a five star review saying more intriguing than Ellis Genge's reasons for leaving <laughs> Bristol, <laughs> and more valuable than the Stuart Barnes autobiography. Uh, thank you very much for that review. So we're well. very intriguing, but not very valuable. Yeah, well, <laughs> we we could be anywhere from one p upwards, uh, so two p upwards in terms of value. Okay, I guess. so we're better than minimum value. Yeah. Yes, superb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, this one from Boney82 says, I would like to submit a complaint. Uh-oh. It was a five-star review. 
Oh, thank God. Uh, the quality of this podcast is so high, I forget I'm not part of the chat. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes I want to interject an opinion, maybe to tell Tim or Phil to shut up or remind JB that he's Welsh. I can't because I'm not there. I think we should start taking phone calls. <laughs> oh, I'd love to. Um, and ba- uh, Maybe my- we should do that. Maybe we should get some Skype callers in. Well, I was, I was thinking about this. We, you can, we could set up like a WhatsApp group and then you can... You can do WhatsApp calls, or you could just like record something on your phone and send it through. Send email it through WhatsApp on WhatsApp. For listeners, like yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, who we kind of this is just us making up things as we go along here, in order to influence what we put on the show for the next week, and then we clear them all out for that week, and then we put more in depending on who wants to be on it from Twitter and stuff. Well, yeah, exactly. We could have a we could we could, could be like like well. There, there is ways to have a... Sorry, this is really boring. There, there is ways, like the radio station Virgin that I work for, they have a WhatsApp group. You work with Virgin? I, I do, I do. <laughs> you actually. never mention it. No, thanks, Jay. Um, but they uh, they have a WhatsApp group, and it's not like where everyone can see everyone's. It's a, like a, it's a great easy way to send stuff in. Okay. Ah, and then ah, if we wanted to broadcast okay. out like a Bosch new podcast uh, is up, or here's something special, or here's a little treat, here's a picture of... Um, Phil and Genge getting kicked out of Bristol. <laughs> um, <laughs> then we could we could do that anyway. We'll look into that and get back to you. Yeah, okay. But, uh, okay. but at, at Rugby Podcast for now, you can get in touch with us on Twitter. Leave a review on iTunes, um, and thank you very very much. Um, we had lots of chat about. Let's get. Oh no, actually, before we get on to um, what's his face, Kyle Eastmond, mm-hmm. um, let's talk about Cornerstone very briefly. Lots more people have been showing their shaft. Loads more. Sending their picture in on Twitter of their brand new Cornerstone shaft. So the deal is it's dead simple. It is the number one razor on the market. Fact. Don't ask us. Ask GQ, who put Cornerstone number one razor in its class, better than Wilkinson Sword, better than Gillette. And the cool thing is, because you listen to us, that means you can get your first order from as little as four quid. And with your first order with Corner order with Cornerstone, you will get a free engraved aluminium precision engineered german shaft it's top notch so four quid as little as four quid get your free shaft give it a go we think you'll love it there's no no obligation whatsoever so if you don't well it costs you four quid and you've got yourself a brand new razor shaft and and you can also sample the best razor on the market so exactly cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers or egg ten at checkout uh, kyle eastman who saw that coming we not well, not, not, not us. <laughs> None of us, which a lot of people have been very quick to point out on Twitter. Yeah, rightly like, so. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, yeah, because we, we, we said the last few weeks, oh, done deal, isn't it? It's, it's all over. It's, it's, a, it's a when, not an if he gets well, announced as a sales signing. It's a weird one because we thought it was a done deal. And the only time I've heard it isn't a done deal is from actual sale players themselves. They are the only people that have actually said this is not a done deal. Yeah, because everyone else was... Just going along as if, uh, yeah, it hadn't quite been made official, but it was already in the bank. Yeah. Catalan Cockney on Twitter got in touch at Rugby Podcast and said, uh, maybe sales ground is so difficult to find, <laughs> some of their new signings are turning up at Wasps. That is a strong possibility. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alistair Lees has a different theory. He says, um, hi, at Rugby Podcast, maybe this is just cutting out the middleman since sale to Wasps <laughs> is a well-trodden path of late. <laughs> Very good. Uh, and lots and lots of people are questioning how are wasps affording this because there is an embarrassment of riches in their back line now exactly right well they they have got an embarrassment of riches in the back line but there's still a few question marks over their squad uh, more in the forwards than anything 
And yeah. And also, I'm not entirely sure they've they've bought that well, to be fair. I mean, I think you can have one Maverick. You can't have a whole backline of Mavericks. Well, yeah. When you're uh, 10, 12, 13, at least one of your wingers, okay. probably both of your Let's, wingers yeah. are Mavericks. Let's flip it the other way around, okay? Give me their solid player, as in the guy in the backline who's super solid with good hands, good feet, but like the guy who plays the percentages. Just I'm trying to think of like Robson. Robson at nine, if if he retains the starting nine shirt. I mean, what I'm talking about is like, imagine... Brad Barrett, if everything's going Brad wrong... Brad Barrett, yeah. If Brad Barrett, if everything's going wrong, you've got a Mr. Dependable. He won't do anything incredible, but he'll do everything right. Yeah. A Jamie Roberts, someone yeah. like that. Someone who just does the basics of his position. Is there anyone? Uh, <laughs> I can't think well, of one. M- Miller and Robson, at 9 and 15, the kind of bookends of... See, I kind of think Robson is a bit of a flair player. He likes to run with the ball, he likes to... He c- Chip and chase. He does. He's just a very good all-round player. He is very good. Um, the rest of them, though, yeah, it's uh, going to be interesting. Uh, they'll score a lot of tries. I think they're going to c- score a lot. They're going to concede a lot. I think yes. the whole thing could just implode. <laughs> It'll be exciting. It'll be very exciting when everybody's fit. Who's their first choice backline? Well, this is the problem. When everyone's fit, I'm not even sure that these players make a backline. Well. First choice would be Robson or Rob, Simpson. Robson or it, it, Simpson. One A, one B. Sippers with Gopeth on the bench. Yeah, wow. I think that's madness. See, Gopeth is the only guy on there who's really dependable. <laughs> that is, he's definitely more dependable well, than Sippers. Sippers played that role for Sale, though, didn't he? He, mm. he, he, he did much more of the practical stuff. He kicked more than any other fly half. He did yep. a lot more of the practical stuff than the flare stuff, but he did have that in his locker as well. Yeah, but yeah. also, the consequence of him not doing that is a week with dimes. Now, I don't think he has that pressure <laughs> at Wasps. Um, so outside him, you'd have Kirtley Beale, because I think they have brought him in as a 12 rather than a 15. Okay. With Elliot Daly, uh, Wade and Halai, and then Miller. So that's a lot of money to spend on a substitute. Well, he their won't be bench, a substitute for the first six is, months. Yeah, and their bench is frightening. Yeah, Simpson, Eastman, Gopeth. Or or Miller, like Eastman or Miller, because you could have Kirtley Beale as fullback. And you I can see it's been like Eastman some almighty fudge, okay? With Cipriani appearing at fullback at, in times of the season. With, I mean, how do you play Kirtley Beale and Cal Eastman? Do you push one out to 13? Then what about Elliot Daly? I, or you I play think they're almost relying on players getting injured. You play KB at 10, possibly, it, but. Or Curtly Beale at 15. Yeah. Zippers. There's just so many options. I know, it's crazy. But options. not solid options. I don't think they have an out and out 12, an out and out solid 12, including Beale. I think Beale is now an out and out 12. The Tars, I keep saying it, the Tars won uh, Super Rugby with Beale as a 12. Hmm. And he's a lot more stable and solid than he was uh, in 2013. That doesn't mean that he's the most solid and stable 12, but he's more solid than he, he was than in the he past. Than he used to be. Yes. Angus McIntosh. Like a lot of people have point, made the point about the, the salary cap and stuff. I think it's gone up 1.4 million and they've added an extra marquee player. So, and, and I think Wasps, because of the, the change of ownership, had to display their financial records and they, they were calling for all clubs to open, that is their, true. open their box, uh, book box, open their books <laughs> and show their financial records. So I think it's legit. Um, but a lot of people have had a bit of fun, including I tweeted on our account having a little joke about the the Wasps accountants being top-notch and everything. Angus McIntosh um, said, 
they just matched the bath contract, which was eight quid and a packet of Haribo per season, but the wife gets paid a quarter of a mil as a car park attendant. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. And Ian at Rugby Podcast, I'm certain his wife is uh, on the books as a £600,000 salaried cleaner on a zero-hours contract. (laughs) Um, Um, Now, interestingly, if you'd have stayed at Bath, you'd be the highest paid player. Yeah, we heard this from you. So That's interesting. It's massively interesting because what money are they offering? And what, what's the structure of this deal? Is it like a one-year mega deal uh, and then next year they'll renegotiate? I, I can't imagine what they've done to get him there. Phil, I'm thinking, mate, if, if you can get your shoulder fighting fit, you could offer your services to Bath. you played wing. You can step in and play the odd game at centre if need be. Yeah, They're played threadbare. A of, played a bit of inside centre in my time. They are threadbare. I would certainly be a better inside centre than Reese Priestland, who's one of their potential I options. Know. Oh. <laughs> Again, this is interesting, isn't it? Because Reese Priestland only played 10 by accident. He's not even a 10. <laughs> All right, one day, uh, he was warming up for Wales at 15, due to start at 15. Someone gets injured, couldn't tell you who. They move him into 10. He has a game of his life, and then he becomes a Grand Slam winning 10. And from then on, he's always kind of played, dabbled at 10. Well, you know, he's always played 10. Yeah. 12? Can you imagine him playing 12? Against Jamie Roberts or Tuolagi or Liotta or Sacchino or any other any, tw- any other 12 who is kind of this, the stereotypical 12 needs to be over 100 kg, needs to be a direct ru- runner, but who can also have a bit of hands and kick a little I mean, bit. The guy that we watched this weekend, for instance, imagine, imagine Priestland defending a channel against... Rohan Jesse von Rensburg, whatever his <laughs> Rohan name is. Rohan Janssen von... Ren- yeah. His, his countryman Jamie Roberts would be licking yeah. his lips yes. oh, yeah. with that matchup. Very, oh, yeah. very much so. And you often get back rows running in the outside outside 10 into the 12 channel. Yeah, I don't think that's a particularly good option. No, it's odd. Well, we'll talk more about Bath when we go into depth on them yes. uh, and Leicester, as we will do later. Uh, we'll come back around to that. Loads to talk about. Um, but you guys watched plenty of the Super Rugby over the weekend. We did. All of it, except Court- for Brumby's game. Oh, good work. Yeah, Brumby's, which was half eight on the Friday, but in work, unfortunately. Uh, Selfish we- scheduling from uh, mm. Sanzar. Did Pocock play in that? He did. He did play. Yeah, brilliant. Um he didn't make the difference, unfortunately. It was two tries to nil to the Highlanders. Um, I, I think it was a probably well, it was both scoreline um, and in the actual terms of the game, it was the closest game of the weekend. But Highlanders, who were last year's champions and have been performing better than Brumbies all season, came out on top. Mm. I don't know what to make of this weekend in terms of rugby. I don't know if the league is super competitive. Or super uncompetitive, or the high the guys who play at the highest standard are just that much better than everyone else. I just can't make it out. These are two. There's two quarterfinals, and they didn't deserve to be called quarterfinals. They're an embarrassment to the game. They're, the Stormers losing by sixty points is pathetic at home. At home, uh, and the Sharks lost by forty. Is it getting nilled oh. as well? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's the first. I think it's the first ever team to get nilled in a quarterfinal, and it's the first time that the Hurricanes have ever nilled another team in Super Rugby. That's incredible. Ever. I mean, and they do it in a quarter-final. I don't know what to make of it. I don't know. Maybe the New Zealand teams are that good. I, I think it's partly the New Zealand teams are good. And partly the conference system doesn't help. And I'll tell you why I say that. The Stormers, who faced the Chiefs at home, that was the first time they've played a New Zealand team this year. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. So they played. That was their 16th game of the season, and they've not, until that game, faced a New Zealand team. And the New Zealand teams do play a different style of rugby to everyone else. Um, we we spoke yesterday, Jay, about the 
looking to bend the game game line and then start offloading. Yes, and it is a, it's a different way that a lot of teams that play. Is, yeah. And the Chiefs are one of the best at doing and it's it. It's definitely the way that New Zealand teams are playing. It's definitely they just kind yeah. of get over it and they offload. I think they've given up like trying to do it do it the conventional way. Yeah. So having an eighteen team league obviously has its challenges, but to have not faced a single New Zealand team in fifteen games just can't be right. Um, I just and, hope that South African rugby kind of reinvents itself, or someone reinvents it. Do you know, like New Zealanders have reinvented it now for this awesome skill-based game? Like it looks like they're playing a different sport to everyone else. I hope someone comes back with something like the antithesis of it: boring, kicking to the corners, <laughs> grinding rugby, nilling teams. Well, well, both the Sharks and Stormers try and do a bit of that unsuccessfully. No, I want them to the do it successfully. Li- the Lions, on the other hand, they don't try and do that. They, they've they got an incredible defence and they can play a bit. Yeah, they, they can play. And all of their players, have you seen the Lions yet, yet this year, Tim? Uh, yeah. I have seen yeah. them, this is like my second or third time watching them. And, this, and the first time watching them and actually caring and seeing what they do. And they're very, very impressive. They play from everywhere. They, they almost attack like a New Zealand side, I guess. There's lots of offloading. Lot, uh, they're very, very direct. Oh, and they've got a centre. Now, I've mentioned his name already, and you're going to hear a lot more of him. <laughs> You've incorrectly mentioned his name once already. Rohan. Johan. Rohan. Rohan. Jesse. Yansey. Oh, Jan- Janzi. Janzi. Von Rensburg. Von Rensburg. This kid's a stud. Absolute stud. He's a thoroughbred 12. He's a- if, you're, if you're drawing it, like putting the blueprints together for a 12, particularly a South African 12. See, oh, this he's what, what you when want. When I look at South Africa, you say so they need to reinvent themselves. They've got some awesome young players. Like, well, oh. Andre Pollard at 10, and this guy has a total, like, classic 12. Oh, he's amazing. He's amazing. I, yeah, and that's not including, you know, all all the other guys uh, coming through, like, uh, well, I say coming through, like, Jesse Creel's only got a, got a handful of caps. But there again, you've got, um, I, can't, I can't say his name, is it? How, wait, Crom... What's the guy on the wing? Combrink. Combrink. Uh, you've got the black winger on the other side who is just electric. They're, they're just a very good team. Oh, although, Faf de Klerk. Let's mention something <laughs> about him. This guy deserves to be binned. It just sounds rude, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> but I'm amazed he spends so much time actually on the field. All he does is knock on balls. He, go, he goes for ludicrous intercepts all the time. It's illegal. What he does is purely <laughs> illegal. He should be in the bin 90% of the time. <laughs> Um, so shall we briefly run through the game? We, we've kind of roundabout gone through all of them, but shall we briefly run from Saturday morning? Hurricanes, Hurricanes versus the Sharks. Yep. In some of the most horrendous conditions, conditions so bad. I thought I was watching a Friday night Aviva Premiership game. Uh, Pro Twelve game. Because there's, no, there's no one watching. Or Pro. <laughs> I tell you a, what, a Premiership game conditions with the Pro 12 crowd. Yeah, no, I might, I might whinge about Pro 12 crowds. Super Rugby is nothing to shout about. There's hardly anyone watching the Lions. Yeah. Uh, in fact, almost every stadium is empty. I don't know what the Brumbies game was like. Hey, well, listen, well, well, well free, free meat pies in the Brumbies game. Yeah, there were. There were. Oh, just by the way, you mentioned uh, Pro 12. Shocking. Have you heard the rumour about a US franchise? I, we, I have heard the, the rumour. We have, we have. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I think. That's that's going to bring the crowds in and get the money up. It'll be Newport Dr- Gwent Dragons host the Denver, wh- uh, uh, whatever they're called. I think we went with Denver Stoners last time, didn't we? Um, <laughs> now, okay, Denver well, Denver Stampede. Shall we? Shall we do? Shall we round up the? Yeah, let's just do that. Rugby. Yeah, we'll back to the... Well, no, yeah. we, don't, we don't need to talk about that. It's whenever okay. you want to. Okay. Well, it's, it's fine. I was just I just you just mentioned it. I thought I just reminded me. Uh, so yes, Super Rugby. So the Canes, 
Your beloved horrendous, Canes. Yes. Your my, beloved, my beloved Canes. My beloved Canes. Um, horrendous conditions. In the first five minutes, it was pretty even, and I thought, God, the, the Sharks could cause an upset here. With this condition, with with their big pack, and then the Canes' skills, basic skills, 1-15, to 15, were just so much better, so much more. They just made it look so much easier. Their decision-making and, and the way that... Um, Bowden Barrett controlled the game and Bowden, kicked, the, mm. kicked the corners at the right time, played at the right time, and they just... But they're not co- just better, they just are they? This is, this is what really annoys me. They're not just better. It's like the way their skills are. They're not, they just handle around people and pass around people. TJ Perinara bumped someone off. He just it was, loaded it was his opposite man. To I be don't fair. care. He just ran over him like he wasn't there. <laughs> no, but I, what like, I, what, everything is better. What I like about watching the Canes and New Zealand teams overall is yes, physically they're developed and everything, but more than anything, much like when the reason I loved Andy Goode coming back and playing and looking out of shape and still playing brilliantly is we're, rugby has developed this thing with professionalism where you create gym monkeys who don't. Who who are maybe aren't thinkers? The kind of everyone mm. everyone wants to be Haskell, um, just spend all time doing deadlifts and. The problem squats. is Tim. The problem is with this theory, and I do I like what you're saying. It's about skills and having Andy Goodback shows you can, you know, you can play the game without being a gym monkey. But that just doesn't translate into this this New Zealand team. TJ Perinara monstered his way through. Bowden Barrett. Is actually is actually quite a big big like is it no Barrett he's not no he's not he's the one that's up is absolutely jacked Bowden Barrett's ne- not he's, neither he's really like no, no there is a picture of him coming out the gym and one of them looks absolutely ba- massive Barrett's tall and he's very fast but he's not in fact, he's not I, I'd say I'd say Bowden Barrett's the perfect example of what I'm talking about his basic Wait skills there. are yeah. incredible he is, he is a good example I think it's Slade actually Slade who's now at Pow. Uh, Bowden Barrett topless. Let's see <laughs> what this brings up. You guys carry on chatting. <laughs> okay, so the Canes... That's not Bowden Barrett. Canes destroyed the Sharks. Then we had the Lions versus the Crusaders, which was a great game, 42-25. And you kind of felt like the Crusaders were in it for most of the game, even though the Lions were ahead for most of the game. And then the last 20 minutes, Lions just pulled away. Some tries through force, some tries through skill. Great handling from the backs, and they they look the real deal. I think we called it that we have uh, all that we called all the results, didn't we? We said the I think I might sneak it. I, yeah, I think I might have gone for a, just because of a. I'd quite like to see a f- four New Zealand teams. I, I think I might have gone for Crusaders, um, mm. but we weren't far off. Yeah, I'm glad that, I'm glad the lines are through. In fact, I, I'm, it's not hard to pick, is it? No, it's like going. Who's going to win, uh, Ulster or Zebra? Although didn't Zebra beat them earlier this season? Uh, I think it might have been last, se- last uh, season, as in yeah. two two yeah. seasons ago. And then the final game, Stormers versus Chiefs. Um, it, it was sixty points to twenty one, but the Chiefs did score three converted tries in the last five minutes, so it it was made to look even worse than it actually was. Um, but the Chiefs were just all round a better team. I mean, they, they they had well. They started with three playmakers on the pitch because they had uh, Cruden, McKenzie at fifteen, who is just class. He is, isn't he? Now, yeah, and now he and definitely this. fits the model of what you're saying, Tim, of oh. a guy who's just skills. Yeah, pure he's, skills. Well, I, I think he's tiny. He's like, 80, 80 kg. Pathetic for me. The best Mag- maggot. maggot. I, I, I yeah. mean, I, I know McCall was amazing, but for for me, the best player in 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 the last sort of ten fifteen years for. New Zealand was Comrade Smith. 
Conrad Smith. Just, right. just he's like a Rolls Royce player. Yeah, I mean, he's strong. He's 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 like one of those. He had that like mute strength. Like he didn't look like he well, was. Someone who can't talk. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, it didn't look like he was strong, but he was he was like farmer strength. Um, but yeah, just class. Yeah, he was class. Well, I'm going through lots of pictures of, of topless New Zealand fly halves. Sadly, I can't find the picture I'm looking for. But there's one picture, and it's shared to you and I. Of some of the All Black squad coming out of the gym, and is either Barrett or Slade who looked absolutely enormous. But never mind. Yeah, I want to say the, the biggest, biggest New Zealand fly half in terms of actual size is probably Gopeth, although he's obviously never been capped yeah. by New Zealand. He is a big boy. Um, so what? Are the, so semi-final matchups? Do they have a rest week and then play, or no? Uh, straight into it? No, I'm pretty sure it's straight into it. Uh, Meat grinder. It is. <laughs> They've got, to get, they've got to get it done because Tri Nations, uh, well, Quad Nations. Ah, now you mentioned Grinder, um, the gay dating <laughs> app, right? <laughs> yeah. Glad you mentioned this. So, and you also mentioned about uh, how is it going with my new club? Obviously, these two things <laughs> synergy. Yep. Yep. I had an idea the other day, and tell me if I if I'm mad or not. But I was talking to the ladies' captain, okay, and she mentioned. Where is this going? Yeah, she mentioned she knew most of the um, Didsby rugby players. Uh, through Tinder before she, she even came on <laughs> the club. Because, yeah, yeah, I've seen him, him, him. And it made me think, and I'm not sure if I'm going to do this or not. I have spoke to my wife about doing it, but, you know, let's see. Setting up a, a profile on Tinder uh, in order to try and attract rugby players down, down, to, down, to, down to Talk H like a honey trap. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, you... you st- Pick a profile of a hot girl. Yes. You get that you match with them. Correct. You then say, meet, and, meet me at this place. Yeah, and it, Digby, Digby Top Cage Rugby Club yeah, on a I Tuesday did. night. Bring your boots. Exactly. Now, <laughs> and I, then you can say, show me a picture of you coming out of the gym. No, you're a weed. Get out of my... You're exactly not- <laughs> right. And see, the profile... I don't know what is on Tinder if you get some information. I know you get a picture and you match. Okay, I know that much. I don't know what the other information is. So well, it's how if, far away you are. Do you get Yeah, height, exactly. Yeah, so that's, do you get height and weight? Height and weight. Yeah, if I get height and weight... Because that's be key for rugby players. And I'll tell you the other thing I, as well. I, I don't think they'll find anything suspicious when your opening question is, <laughs> what position do you play in rugby? <laughs> well, I'm, sure I could, I'm sure I could pay a model to wear like rugby kit so it looked like she was really into rugby. Like, she really is into rugby. And then depending on what I need for various weeks, say if we're short of a hooker, she, she's really into hookers. And, you know, it'd just be dead, dead, dead obvious. I'm thinking we could do this as a way to... A way to uh, find new listeners as well <laughs> I'm not going to lie I've thought about it yeah <laughs> there was talk I know that um, they were so desperate before the referendum that some of the government's money or uh, which they were using to vote to, to yeah. try and convince people to vote for Remain as well as that leaflet that contentious leaflet that went through everyone's door there was also they, they spoke to the lad bible about doing stuff and they also yes I heard that and they also did a Tinder advert wow to try and reach young people I don't think it was young people they really needed to reach, was it? Well, it only was, 38% of them came bothered well, to get yeah, out to vote. They're all uh, crying true. in their tents in Glastonbury. Cry, <laughs> crying into their Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> what was this status I read the other day on, on Twitter? The people whinging about um, about Remain or whatever are now the same generation playing Pokemon Go. Yes. Running around catching invisible monsters. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, joy. Anyway, does does Tinder have some kind of like uh, NFL combine draft system where you can see their 40-yard dash, their 220-pound bench press, their vertical leap, that kind of thing? Well, what we need is some girls that are into this, so lads start posting that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, So what we need is some of the CrossFit girls. 
Hmm. If you're a girl and you think you, you can help us with this and <laughs> lend us your Facebook profile, please get in touch and we'll see if we can start recruiting no. uh, listeners for the podcast on Players for Didsbury. Yeah, so what you do is you, you'll meet people on Tinder and then you let's take it to a, a Snapchat account where you can then say, right, I want a video of you... Uh, <laughs> doing a cone sprint drill yeah yeah and, and pretend that that's like that's what really gets you off that's what really turns me on yeah hey sweetheart do you have a, a couple of cones do you, would you mind putting them 10 yards apart yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. just a. Uh, I'd really like to see a video of you bench pressing 220 pounds to failure <laughs> yeah this is definitely this is six reps what the get out of here yeah we need to investigate this further yeah we do um, so what are the semi-finals, Philip? <laughs> oh, I'm glad we we're on to that. Um, so, Saturday morning, 8.35, my beloved Canes host the Chiefs. He's always said that. I mean, if, you've been, if you've been listening since the start of the podcast, you'll know how how much Phil goes on about these love, beloved Canes. Oh, he loves Canes. the Canes. He really but I really got into the Canes last season when they were by far the best team in the league, but then ended up somehow losing it in the final to the Highlanders, which I'm fully expecting again this year, to be honest. Uh, so Canes host the Chiefs. Now this is a hell of a matchup. What a matchup! Oh, I don't know which way this is going to go. So Canes, obviously, they've played at home. They've stayed at home. Chiefs have the obvious flight over to South Africa mm. at short notice, and then back to New Zealand, and then the journey to Wellington. Uh, so I'm going to go with home advantage. I say Lions, Chiefs final. So you're going wow. for Chiefs in that, and then, wow. yeah, the other matchup. So the Highlanders obviously travelled over to the Brumbies, which is a, a relatively short flight for uh, Super Rugby. And th- now they're travelling to Joburg to face the Lions. And the Lions, who were were brilliant against the Crusaders. They were great. Mo- they scored 40-odd points, but more impressive than their attack was their defence at times. Yeah. Because there was the, Janzi van Rensburg's going to run all over them. What's particularly impressive about them is that they, weren't they like one of the bottom teams last season? Yeah, so they've been were relegated they before. Okay, yeah. Were they even in it last season? Uh, yes, two seasons they ago? were. And but in the past they've played off with the Southern Kings. That's right. Yeah, and they lost, so they got relegated. But actually, I don't know this from watching. I have no idea. I listened to it via the commentators. They've been very good in the Curry Cup, so this isn't a massive surprise to people who watch South African rugby and enjoy it. Okay. Okay. But it is to us because we know nothing about it. Yeah. And kind of now we're getting to know a lot of the players, but. Yeah, I mean, I mean you the start of the season. Warren Whiteley, who? Yeah, Combrink, Mapoe, Fafta Clerk. I think Whiteley was the only person I'd actually heard of just looking across the squad. Uh, Elton Yantes as well. Yeah. Did he play somewhere else for a while? Uh, I seem to think, think he did. Yeah, Stormers, and then in Japan. So Lions, Stormers, played in Japan, and then back to back to the Lions. Interesting. So I think two home wins. Oh, I'm I don't also, know. Oh, I'm, oh, no, Highlanders. I, mm. Highlanders are probably a bit less flair than the other teams, the yeah. other New Zealand teams. But in terms of grinding out and getting the results, they're very, very good. I'm also going to go for two two home wins. The tr- just the travel on the Highlanders is mm. is tough. Is the final neutral venue or is it at the highest ranked team's place? Uh, good question. Well, which we we can find good out. We'll find that unknown. Out. We'll find that out. Um, yes. So, quite right, cool. 
Well, there you go. We've had previous criticism in the past from people listening in South Africa, Australia, New Zealand complaining. That I, we, I imagine that criticism is going to continue after that breakdown. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, at least it was a good effort. Yeah, I guess so. Um, right, there's one little funny interlude. Um, I've just, I, I love parody accounts and funny rugby accounts. So I think I know where you're going with this one. We've talked at length about Lendrid um, at, at stuff Ben said on Twitter, which was Tom Croft and. Allegedly, George, Tom Croft. allegedly Tom Croft and George Shooter. They've never publicly admitted to it, but it's thought to be Tom Croft and, and George Shooter documenting the things that Ben Young says. Things like um, Tom Young saying, my dog's going to have puppies. Then Ben Young saying, who's the father? Tom says, a Polish dog. And Ben Young says, oh no, how will they talk to each other? What? Yep, and he also said, "Oh, oh USA, home of the land." <laughs> <laughs> um, but just um, so bogus Bruce, or the, the what's what's that Bruce Craig one called? The uh, oh, this isn't where I thought you were not going. Bogus Bruce, I think I'll end up where you're talking about in a minute. Um, the bogus, what's the bogus Bruce one? Like the oh Bruce of Bath. Bruce of Bath, yeah, yeah, because uh, you were talking about New Zealand. His uh, his tweet, so parody Bruce Craig's tweet was cracking Kiwi road trip, uh, zorbing whale watching, bungee jumping, glacier abseiling. I'm sure there was something else we needed to do. Dot dot dot. Uh, but then the Dimes parody account is that where you think we're thinking I was going? It is exactly where I thought it was going to go. Uh, I just I, I love this one, which is uh, Diamond Diamond Geezer. Diamond Geezer. Is it Diamond Geezer? Geezer? No, no, it's, uh, isn't it? I am Diamonds, wasn't it? It's not Diamond Geezer. Because oh, uh, Diamond Geezer is what we labelled him after we went to watch oh, him yeah. and the Geezers. <laughs> Dime, Diamond something, anyway. Um, and it just call me George Osborne. Building a northern powerhouse through austerity, uh, with austerity <laughs> and a budget surplus for my 950 fellow directors. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> just one of his uh, recent updates, which I quite like. Just, just going on from, uh, it kind of links the two things together: the, uh, the Bruce Craig parody and the Super Rugby. Mm. Todd Blackout had a Crusaders are out. Yep, yep. he's now potentially free to uh, yep. fly take, over. Yeah, take over the reins at Bath. Any, uh, any, uh, any more details? Anything confirmed yet? Nothing confirmed. Well, well, it's it's as mu- it's as on as we thought Kyle Eastman to sail was on. <laughs> so that means nothing at the minute. We have no idea. Do we? we have we... no idea. We we think that that's the way it's going, but who knows? Bath need to sort that out bloody quickly. Yeah. So I mean, maybe by the time this podcast's out, like you say, maybe a Monday morning announcement is what they'll Bath will do. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, that would make sense actually. Now, particularly now that Crusaders are gone. Hmm. Uh, we will see. And one funny, uh, other funny interlude. Um, did you see the Nigel Owens tweet? Yes, I did. So yes, we we get quite a lot of these uh, standard tweets from bots on Twitter, just trying to clickbait. Oh, I've got a great one for you. Picture of a woman in a in a bikini. Oh, gone. Going click on my account. So so Nigel Owens received a tweet, which he um, he, he retweeted with a comment underneath, and it was from uh, someone called Cindy Spears. On the, which is just a bot it says hello friend find the link on my account and I show you my nude breasts uh, and then Nigel Owens reply was there's no point showing them to me my lovely you could cover them in cream and hundreds and thousands and it would make no difference <laughs> I imagine him saying that like he was on a rugby pitch going now back then <laughs> off you go <laughs> block <laughs> 
Good work. Yes. Good work. Very good. Right, where, where do you want to go now? Sevens? The well, teams. you did touch on the Pro 12 stuff. You've got the Wasps kits. You've got a little quiz. Let's go. Should we do a quiz first? Let's do a quiz. Okay. Oh, let's do a quiz. What you got, Phil? Uh, what have I got? Uh, seven questions. Novel. Pens and paper ready. Okay. Okay. I'm going to use my phone, but you trust me. I do. We trust you implicitly, Tim. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Win you all, mate. First question. Name the Northern Hemisphere team that Todd Blackadder has both played for and coached. Okay. Easy. Next. Okay. Question two. Who did Sergio Parisi... Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> so you say next and no, then... No, no, I just haven't, I just haven't written it down. Okay. Okay, next. Next. Who did Sergio Parisi play for before Stade Francais? Hmm, that's a good question. Hmm. That is a good question. Don't know. Hmm. Okay, next. Okay. Who captained the Sharks against the Hurricanes on Saturday? Sharks, you say? Yes. Who what, sorry? Who captained the Sharks against hmm. the Hurricanes on Saturday? Oh, 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 oh. Oh, no. Um. <laughs> oh, no, it's not him. Okay, next. <laughs> next question. Yeah. There's three points available available for this. Uh, I don't expect you to get all three. Okay, where are we? Name Bill Beaumont's opposing captains on his 14-year run on Question of Sport. Good God. There were three opposing captains during his tenure. I don't what? even remember him being on Question of Sport. One point. Do you know? No. There's one that was for a very long period of time. Uh, there's one that I remember, the other two I don't. I'm getting hammered here. I think the other two were actually before I was born. Well, we were born like one year apart. Yeah. So I meant to, I meant to remember this. No, I? you meant to get one. I remember one of them, and that's what I'm expecting you to get. Uh, uh, I've got a funny feeling I might have all three. All, if you get all three. You, you've won I this. Used to have, <laughs> if you, we used to have... Um, I used to love a question of sport. It was like uh, my whole family would would sit down and uh, and, and watch that every. Th- it used to be on a Thursday night. 7, How come you don't win more quizzes than Tim? It used to be on seven thirty. Slightly different questions. The one that we have. My, uh, my, it was the only t- it was the only TV that my mum could get us all to sit down and watch it as a, as a family. And even she used to get so fed up with the whole uh, the rest of us. She was you know three lad three men and or and males and her. And she used to say sometimes she'd say at dinner right this meal. We're not going to talk about sport. We're not going to talk about rugby. <laughs> and it was just silent. <laughs> the whole meal was silent. Nice weather. Yes. <laughs> How's family? We're all here. Um, yeah. Just go back to the question of sport. When you used to, when I used to watch it, you know the video one where you got to see all the clips. You find yourself looking not at the sport, but like how many seagulls are in the background. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. What color is the flag? Yeah. Nothing to do with sport, actually. Uh, we went to watch a, yeah, we an did. episode getting filmed, didn't we, a couple of years back? Yeah, and they moved us right to the back, weirdly, and put some girls in front of us. Um, right, next question, because I'm not getting any of them. Not one. Not one? Not one, not a single one. Disappointing. Okay, next question. The principles of which religion is Johnny Wilkinson reported to follow? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, okay. That's, that's fairly straightforward. just going to have a guess with that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Question six. Yeah. Name, what are the two former names of Edinburgh Rugby? Ooh. Uh, well, I know one of them. 
Okay. Definitely got one. And final. Yeah. There's five points available for this. Ooh, wow. Mm-hmm. Could be a game changer. List the Australian Super Rugby teams from most northerly to most southerly. I have no idea the geography of Australia. Zero. So... <laughs> Um. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. It's five, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Oh dear. You got something written down, Tim? Yeah. Okay. First question. Yeah. Todd Blackadder. Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Is correct. Written down there. Yeah. He was assistant coach. He played there Ooh. for a couple of years and was assistant coach. Do you know what position he was? Uh, six was or second six, row? Yeah. Six second row, yeah. 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 Um, Parisier? <clears throat> I, I wrote down Treviso because it was the. Uh, yeah, I put on Treviso as well. I was thinking of a Roni because Zebra weren't around the day, but I'm also thinking it might have been like an Argentine team, like the Navy or something. Uh, you're both correct. Two points each. Nice. Okay. Who captained the Sharks against the Hurricanes? I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, I was going to guess, but every time I had a guess, I came out with Stormers players, so. <laughs> I didn't even put a guess. It was uh, Tendai Matawari. Oh, the I beast. knew that was so bloody ah. interviewed. The beast. Oh, what an idiot. Uh, so two points each. Mm-hmm. Number four. So Jay, not a single, not a single captain from Question okay, Sport. Tim, go for your most confident. Uh, two. I'm completely confident about. Okay. Emmeline Hughes is correct. Ian Botham is correct. Oh, Botham maybe. Uh, and the other one I went for, Willie Carson. He's correct. Get it. It's over. Very it's over. good. Very. Unless your geography is horrendous, Tim. You, very, very impressive. Uh, so that takes it to five-two. Yeah. Then Johnny Wilkinson's religious principles. Right. Okay. It has to be Buddhism. Buddhism. It has to be right. Buddhism. But down. I'm not going to say say Buddhism. Okay. Because I've already lost it, and I really want him to be a Scientologist. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd fit in well with that crowd. You could see him and. Uh, Tom Cruise getting oh, on quite yeah. well together, couldn't you? So, uh, get remove uh, Buddhism from my list. I'm going Scientology. Uh, that makes it six two to ten. Okay. <laughs> Buddhism was correct. Damn it! Uh, Edinburgh, it, Edinburgh Rugby Gunners, Gunners and Reavers. Oh, no, no border. Reavers, border, border Reavers. Reavers. I've got Gunners. I think it's with the castle. I'm going to say the. I don't know. I mean, Gunners is Seven Sisters, isn't it? So, the capitals. I don't know. Uh, Another two points for Tim. The Reavers is correct. What? what? They were called for a period of time the Edinburgh Reavers. Oh, they were border Reavers. <laughs> wow. All right, well, I'll take that. So it's eight three. Yeah. So you With can the draw. Final, you the can draw you can if Tim draw. gets non-correct. So shall I give you my, the, the order of yes, mine? Yes, yeah. please. North to south. Yes, and I'll, I will tell you each one when if you're correct or not. Okay. Brumbies. Incorrect. It's Queensland. Uh, Waratahs. Uh, so they're not number two. They're not number two. Reds number three. Uh, no. Nope. Force number four. No. Rebels number five. You got one point. You got just enough. Right. Okay. <laughs> so I've got get... Queensland. Queensland Reds correct. 
Based in Brisbane. <sighs> this is a difficult one, though. Yes, this is the most difficult one, I think. Oh, yeah, Brisbane's high. Right, yeah. okay, I'm going to... Nor... Canterbury. Okay, it's Waratahs. Incorrect. No! Oh. It's Brumbies, Waratahs, Rebels, Force. No, no. Well, Force, sorry. Force Reds. Rebels. Reds. Yeah. No. Reds. What? So, on. so we've, we've, Rebels. we've already said Rebels is last. Yeah, Rebels is last. Yeah. Reds. Reds. Reds are first. Reds. Yeah, I've got yeah. that. Then the so, Force are second. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, who are they? Yeah, then the Waratahs. Oh, then, so I've got two. Then the Brumbies. Oh, they're all around the what South Coast. Terrible, terrible quiz. Yeah, so it's, it's all, they're the worst quiz I've ever heard, quite frankly. It was, it was just that one question that the, it was just the queen. Uh, I, the to be fair, Tim, it, I think it's all the questions in my case. So <laughs> I thought it was a good quiz, Phil. I thought it was a fantastic quiz. It's a dreadful quiz. I think it was never... a, a, a true test of uh, intellect. That, that, yes. that the quiz. That's one I of the best quizzes ever. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree, Tim? Without doubt. Without doubt. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> Stash watch. Yes. Oh. Some more kits have been unveiled. Uh, I think we should we should like have, there's a bit of a yin and yang about about this week's Stash watch. Because on the, you have good and you have really really good and really really bad. Give me the really and, good. And Let's well, talk about the really good. I'd say that is also true within a single team. Because in my mind, Saracens their home kit is brilliant. I think it looks excellent. Saracens stuff. Their away kit. I'm not a big fan of the red and white. Well, yeah, it's red. Well, red and black is it? And... It's white shorts. Oh, it's it's yeah. red. Oh, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't look good with the white shorts. But um, what I will say is, Saracens. Just out of the blue, deciding to have well, out of the blue, deciding to have a blue kit was odd. Yes, it was. Yes. So at least they've gone back to their club colours. Yes, I'd, that's an improvement. Their Especially first, their the first team kit. We were we were questioning BLK and what they and we weren't sure what they come up with. And fair play, they've done. I think they've done a good job. Looks I mean, very nice. Um, they, it's a big improvement from last year's. Yeah. They've also got a new Connacht kit, which is very nice as well. Yeah. Quite quite traditional green, obviously, yeah. but it looks good. Okay. Uh, and then, so yeah, well done, Saracens. Like, definitely big, big double tick on your home jersey. Eh, okay, right colour, maybe better design next year. Just, Please. just a point on Saracens. Going back to the Super Rugby, we saw two of their new signings in action. Um, oh yes, you're right. <clears throat> for the Stormers, uh, probably arguably two of the Stormers' best players. Uh, Scout Brits was Scout Burger. Sorry, Scout Burger was heroic in defeat, and Vincent Cock was superb. When your tight head prop scores two tries in a 60-point loss... He's quite good. You know he's doing something right. You know, well, Ben K on Twitter has already had some fun with... Uh, with, with How would I know this was coming up? <laughs> so uh, you can imagine during those commentaries on BT Sport, we're going to have some fun. We're going to have some fun and giggles. You know when you can just sort of hear their shoulders going up and down because they're laughing? So we're gonna have to, ben K will be the one to watch on some cheeky little uh, mention of cock. My favourite moment from the BT Sport team this year was when Worcester were playing at home and you know when they pan into the dressing room? The camera pans into the dressing room <laughs> yes. and there was one of the coaches uh, having, he, a piss. He was ha- yeah. having a piss in the in the urinal and then he just walked out with a newspaper <laughs> folded under his arm. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. They were <laughs> cracking up. That was brilliant. Right, let's, let's uh, talk no, about... Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the, the elephant in the room. Yeah. Uh... Are we talking about the other kits? Yes. Do you want, get, let's get through the kits and then let's get on to the, the one we want to talk about. Uh, okay. Wa- uh, so wasps. The wasps kit. The wasps kit. Right. So all the other kits are done. We can talk about wasps. We're not going to be interrupted now. Really much. Well, I can't remember any others I this can't week. Remember. No, wasps is just dreadful. Right. It's a dreadful <sighs> kit. How hard can this possibly be? 
I mean, it puts me on the edge of swearing. I'm so annoyed by it. If if you came down from space and you said, "Design me the Munster kit," you wouldn't have a clue. You'd be like, "The Munster? Who are they? What do they sound like? What does the word Munster sound like? Does it have a, you know, what what is the design?" You wouldn't know. You could come out with a green kit. I wouldn't blame you. You just wouldn't know what a Munster kit looked like. You wouldn't know what a Bath kit looked like. Yeah. You wouldn't have a, a, any idea. If someone tells you design a kit for a team called Wasps, what do you expect? You'd Google you, Wasps, you'd see you, a Wasp. You, whoa, whoa, whoa. you would go as far as to Google a Wasp. <laughs> if you came, down, if you came down, down from, from space, space, never having seen a Wasp, you, you just go, okay, well, tell me, what, yeah, okay, fair it, what does Wasp mean? Well, Wasp, well, they're named after an animal. Okay, well, what does the animal look like? That. Well, it's uh, black and yellow stripes. Hoops. Yeah. Stripes, hoops. <laughs> This is unbelievable how badly they've got it wrong. Last year, I, I let them off, and as Rugby Stash Watch calls it, a sports bra. Yeah, they've got a, a kind of sports bra look from last year's Under Armour kit. This year is just completely unacceptable. Well, we said, last year's we said looked like a, we said last this time last year it looked like a, a bikini. Yeah. Um, this one looks like what a, is it? A sort of what have they done? A, a tank top you might wear down. I don't know. It just looks like a tank top. It looks like they're wearing braces. The worst thing is they're kind of hinting at hoops. Yeah, they're, they're hinting that there could be hoops. They think that we're trying to cover most of them. They up. think we're absolute morons. They've <laughs> they've actually done the hard work. They've recognised that wasps are black and yellow. Congratulations, and then covered it with a flat white panel. Now, have you seen this that was tweeted to us by Dougie Andrews? Yes, I have. Oh, that's like the, which is like the academy the wasp or academy jersey. They've even got the yeah. The Academy there jersey. Are. There we are. How old's that? The Academy jersey is, is wide, black and gold hoops. I have yes. them to be thinner. I, that I would be no... perfectly acceptable. So Under Armour, they do great training gear. They yep. do not do good kits. That is just about the best Under Armour kit I've seen. And it's an Academy kit. They're never good. We're never going to see it. We, uh, if you're a Wasp fan, you have to boycott this kit because it's unacceptable in every... These clubs have got... In some cases, in Wasps, it's nearly 100 years worth of, worth of history. Ruined, trashed by these vandals. This is it. This is one of those times where you have to... Market forces ha- have to come into play here because there's Wasps are going to be getting people through the turnstiles. They're going to be getting fans buying season tickets. The only way Who's you, in charge of this? They should be fired. The only way you're going to, de- you're going to show them is to make the effort to demand that the Academy kit goes on sale and buy that. Yes. And in otherwise... Do not buy the shirt. But yeah. genuinely, how can you call yourself a designer? Right? You've got years of history. You've got an animal like called a wasp. The team is named Wasps. There's two there's two colours and they should be assembled in hoops and you come out with this monstrosity. Well quite often, right? So Mon- it's I, awful. I, I I have it's a very different experience, but I can imagine what happened here. So quite often when, when a client comes to the radio station they'll say, Right, we've got this is our budget, this is this is what, what message we want to get across and then I'll go away with with my colleagues or whatever, and we'll come up with like three ideas, and we always chuck in. We'll, we'll go with two like relatively safe, one really tried and tested, bog standard idea, one that's kind of a yeah, well that's a little bit interesting, and then one that's just off the wall a bit maverick. They never ever pick the off the wall maverick one. They always <laughs> go for the boring tried and tested one. Uh, that's just someone going. Well, why don't we just do something different, man? Let's just go. Let's just do something crazy. Let's just throw it at the wall, see if it sticks. Yeah. Well, it hasn't stuck. <laughs> no. Uh, I honestly, I feel so strongly about how bad this kit is because this team is going to be one of the. They're probably going to be one of the top four teams in the entire country. They're going to be in Europe. We're going to have to watch them an awful lot. I've got to watch them in this terrible kit. It's horrific. Do not, do not buy the Wasps kit. If you see someone, if do you know, do you know Milo Yiannopoulos? Uh, who? Nero on uh, Twitter. The guy who's just got banned. 
Uh, yes. Oh, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for like harassing people. If you see someone in this kit, it's your duty to put them onto onto Twitter and we should all harass them until they get rid of the kit. That's what we should do. <laughs> no one should be allowed this kit. It's horrific. Mm. It's oh. not good. It's really not Just good. Just think of that exciting athletic backline wearing that awful kit. I can't. It's 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 just it's, it's dis- distressing. It is. Uh, the bath kit's not been announced yet, or has it? Uh, no, it hasn't. No, that's happening. Happening soon. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what Canterbury do with that. Well, yeah, Canterbury have have got that long-standing tradition in the game of rugby, and they tend to do very, they do interesting things with the design and the materials or the whatever. But they generally are very traditional. Yes. Which I which I appreciate. Yeah. Me too. The wasp kit is just such a waste, isn't it? <laughs> Black shorts, hoop top, um, hoop socks, beautiful. Uh, they're one of the best kits in Europe when they get it right. Mm. I, I, I tell you what, um, someone brought this to my attention. Uh, um, oh, Johnny Johnny Films on Twitter. Yep. Sevens, right? Cardiff Blues are playing Newport. Newport are playing in blue. Cardiff are playing in black and amber. I saw that. Shoot me. Just shoot me now. It's, uh, the game's over. The game in Wales is, is over. It's a joke. <laughs> uh, right, let's, let's quickly rattle through a sevens team of back row players and we can get into our little uh, close-ups on clubs. Oh, by the way, um, Tom Tyron on Twitter got in touch and said, uh, uh, been a quiet week for Stuart Lancaster. That was the only surprise about the Sam Allardyce appointment is that Stuart Lancaster <laughs> wasn't linked with the job first. <laughs> Yeah, stu- maybe Lancaster's actually got a job for real because he's been very, very quiet yeah, about yeah. possible jobs this week. First what? week in a long time with no speculation. I think he's running out of cash. That's why he's going for every, every job he can get. I reckon he's probably still being paid by the RFU. Wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me. Well, I yeah, had... He, he had that six-year... Yeah. With, with had a, a good compromise with a break. With yeah, with a break clause in it, but there was a six-year contract signed a year and a half ago. Yeah. He'll be doing all right. So, yeah, he'll, he'll have done okay. Don't worry about Stuart Lancaster. All right, fine. Seven's team of back row players then. So, the, with the... Oh, in fact, I've, we've got that chat with Rob Vickerman. We, we should get, I'll get that for next podcast. Yes. That'll, yes. that'll be the weekend before the Sevens. Perfect. So, the Olympic Sevens in Rio is coming up as... Um, and, yeah, we'll, we'll have a special chat next week with Rob Vickerman, former England Sevens player. Um, but we're going through various positions on the field and assembling a sevens team. If you could only make a sevens team out of players in those positions, this one I suspect is going to be genuinely pretty awesome. So a back row sevens team. I'll kick it off with Tom with Tom Croft. Yes, fairly uh, straightforward. Yeah, I, I like that. Sinzan Brook. Oh, what unbelievable skills that yeah. man has. Now, do you reckon it would be? It'd be foolish to put uh, Pierre Spies in there. Uh, no, he... He's, he, he, was, he was a genuine winger, wasn't he, at one point? Yeah. Where was he? Because he never really played there. Well, no, he, he did play there. Well, yeah, he played, he played there a few games. A hand, hand, yeah. handful of times. We can only have Pierre Spies in if they wear, like like the Kenyan team does, they wear vest-type shirts <laughs> and we get to see those arms. Well, the thing with Pierre Spies is he's too talented too talented to be any good. Uh, and I just think he'll be about as good at sevens as he is at 15. So he'll look the part. Everyone will talk about him running 10.5 and he'll do nothing. <laughs> um, I have a little bit more optimism. He's so fast. Yeah. He's so strong. Particularly in his day, in his prime. He wasn't very good at 15 because he needed a bit more space to go at. And I think he gets that in sevens. Oh, okay. yeah. Sergio Parisi. 
just again, maybe you'd go back a few years when he maybe missed, not quick enough. And a bit more gas, but the skill, him and Zinzamba, if you because you need a couple of guys sort of in the middle of the pit of the field who sort of link everything together and are the, are the main defensive kind of leaders and and get the moves going. And maybe Zinzan and Sergio. And uh, I can well, see T- uh, Tipperick. Oh, Tipperick's so good. Yeah, I love him as a like just so, s- smooth player. So two in different players, but in similar moulds. So Kieran Reed alongside the the Parise mould. Yeah, because a, a period a couple of years ago where we said he could genuinely play outside centre at international level, yeah, definitely. Which I'm I'm still pretty certain he could do. Uh, and similar to Tipperick, someone like Hooper or Liam Gill. Oh yeah, Liam Gill. Yeah. Liam Gill, who's, uh, I can't remember who it was, someone on Twitter sent us a video of him dropping a 45-metre drop goal. Yeah. We've all done it, mate. <laughs> I can confirm I've never dropped a 45-metre drop goal. Have you ever <laughs> Have you ever attempted a drop goal in a match? Uh, I don't think I have, other than in sevens where you you drop your kicks. I'm yeah, not very no. good at doing that with no pressure on me. So, uh... Uh, Have I ever done it? No, I don't think I have. Maybe I have. No, I haven't. I think I've tried, but I've never scored. Nope. Another couple of South Africans. All right, Warren Whiteley. Yes, definitely. Who oh, is? He's got some good gas and Kankowski. Oh, oh good shout! Well done. Those lo- see, I lo- sevens. I like those long, rangy players. Can do little offloads around the back. Yeah. And- oh, now, yeah. are we in danger of upsetting the nation of Fiji again by not mentioning their back row players? Uh, possibly. So, should we just say generically all Fiji, all Fijian back row players? Any Fijian back row apart from Akapusi Quera? Well, there was a there was a Fijian national who played for England sevens a few years ago. Damu Damu was it? Oh yes, he played for England sevens. Did he? Yeah, I played with him at Newbury, and then he he was in the army. Was he, yeah, he was an army boy, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, have we covered most m- m- yeah. m- 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 most of the people? James uh, James Forrester, who had put in oh, almost every team. Oh yeah, way back way back way. And Simon Taylor. Who I think was a superb player back in the day, athletic, big, great hands. Yeah. I, what I like about this is that there's some back row players, and we've we've gone for the players which have the the, the those rugby brains and rugby hands, which I think is really important in sevens. I think we'll see that in the sevens. It's not about just about gas. No. Smart identifying where space is, when to use it. There's times where out and out gas is important. Yeah. But it's not all the time. Hence Nguenya. Yeah, well, and hence Perry Baker. Hang on, hasn't Gwenny ever really played sevens? Uh, I don't really think of him as a sevens player. I don't know, actually. No, no, no sorry, I was thinking of Carlin Niles. Niles. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking of Carlin yeah. Niles. Carl- and Perry Baker, who are unbelievably fast. They are yeah. unbelievably fast. Yeah. So fast that if they were in any other nation other than the USA or possibly Jamaica, they would be sprinting for their country. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Carlin Niles was like 10 100 metres. But which put him Quite in like, which put him in like the top forty athletes in the US, but would have put him in the top five athletes in the UK. Oh, there's a there's a there's a US there's a US NFL player yes playing uh, in the US national team. Yeah. Uh, so what, what do you know about he, the, he the, plays the curious, for, plays the curious the case of Nate Ebner? Nate Nate Eb, Ebner is 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 in the roster for the New England Patriots. His salary is six hundred thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. which means Minimum. he's he's. He's like a kind of, he's an average player. That means that that's, I think, I, well, what was his second year player? That's probably the very minimum that they can pay him. He's probably the you know the lowest paid player Did, on the team. Was was it? So he plays safety, uh, like he plays safety or yeah. What's the other? Well, my understanding is he plays special teams. 
Now, it wouldn't surprise me if he does play safety because me and Phil have discussed this. Yeah. And Phil says that his highlight reel is all tackles. Yeah. yeah. So if that's the case, safety would make sense rather than, say, kick return or something like that. I know he is part of the special teams, but special teams is quite often where a lot of the fringe players yeah. who aren't quite in the first Who aren't team. very special play yeah exactly or a very special depends on your definition of special I guess I guess it does so safety is the position that is well he's defending against wide receivers so you have to be quick agile good in the air good hands good awareness so but he played rugby before he went to NFL this is what I find incredible so when he was 17 before he was at college he played international rugby union as in the sevens wow he played the proper sevens team uh, played the under 19s and under 20s junior world championships. He then went to college, Ohio State. Cleaned up. When well, he where he started, he was playing rugby for two years and then was what's described as a walk-on player, which means he didn't get a scholarship, but was a walk-on player for the uh, American football team and played one season of walk-on player and then somehow managed to get a, a pro contract. Through the Patriots. He must just have incredible physical attributes. Well, because they, someone would have looked at him at a combine, and they're so all about the maths, aren't they, and the numbers. Well, that's, I don't, that's I what do I find. I doubt he'd be, even be invited to the combine. I, that's what I find most curious, is that if you look at his, his stats, his combine times, and his size, he, does, he doesn't seem like an anomaly. So he's 6 foot and 95 kg, mm-hmm. which is... Fairly average, like. But he said, plays fair, for fairly, safety. Fair, that's probably about right. Yeah, but he plays for the Patriots, and the thing about Patriots is, everyone that plays there has to have a certain level of intelligence, has to have a certain amount of coachability. So if you look back at who the Patriots have turned into superstars, well, Tom Brady, you know, was drafted in the sixth round or something ridiculous, one hundred and what sixty or something, one hundred and twenty, something ridiculous. Anyway, um, so that's him. But if you look at all the people that are, are surround him. Uh, this year he'll be surrounded by someone like Dion, Dion Lewis, who was basically coming from nowhere. He's had uh, Wes Welker, who was a second round pick. Who, who was that? Bought, the, the one that um, the, the one that the, the running back Danny Woodhead would. Wood, yeah, Woodhead's yeah, Woodhead. a, cl- a classic so, one. So the New York Jets cut him because he was he was too small to be a running back, and he wasn't he wasn't making an impact. Patriots signed him on cheap money as a free agent, and he was a he was starting running back one one yeah, Super Bowl. And, and, and now he's a star at uh, I think he left before Super Bowl actually, but oh, yeah. now he's a star at um, uh, San Diego. Uh, the, the the other one as well is who's the little white receiver that they've got who came in as a quarterback and now they turned him into a, oh um, uh, Edelman. Uh, yeah, who can also play safety. Yeah. So actually, uh, he sounds like exactly the sort of player the Patriots would go, uh, would go for because of his versatility. Interesting. So so they've given him a, a, a sabbatical. Yeah. He'll go back in time for the start of the NFL season, but he's representing the USA at the Olympics, which is brilliant for the sport. As a talking point, isn't it? As a, well, a great talking point, a way, a great way in for a lot of NFL fans. Yeah, to watch it. Yeah, and the Olympics is obviously very accessible, bigger show on earth, and all that stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of like little marginal gains in terms of making rugby more accessible within the USA, like the the Pro League, like the the London Irish Saracens game, like the Pro like Twelve this, team, which we like the nearly, Pro 12 Pro nearly discussed. Pro Twelve team, yeah, which we may discuss. Which they, at a they think will be in Boston or New York if it happens. Oh, interesting. I think Boston because of, of the big Irish community, which yeah. is why it would make sense for the Pro Twelve. 
because it'd be like an and it's a shorter flight than say yeah. Los Angeles and time zone. Can't see, I can't see it. Or Hawaii. Being a well, they've got to do. Well, I was there, there was an article and I, and it was it was describing the television deals and the, the, how if the Pro 12 don't do something quick, they're just going to get left further and further behind. That is very true because the the Pro uh, the top 14 TV deal is worth 75 million pounds to the to the top 14 sides. The BT Sport Premiership deal is worth. 48 million or something like that per, to, per season yeah per season to so the that, premiership side so you look at their salary cap of six six and a half million something like that yeah it's most of it's already covered yeah. just by that before you take into account any other revenue the pro 12 tele- television deal is 11 million so that's <laughs> that's a, it's like a less than a quarter of the weirdly premiership. though it sounds like they've got the value roughly right though <laughs> yeah <laughs> it sounds like they've kind of got a market price for it but they need to go and find places where it's where there's a financial yeah, benefit. So that's why they're looking at it seriously. I, I, it'd be good if something like that happened. I yeah. do disagree. Uh, that would be good. Why not I Germany c- though? I keep. I mean, they've not got any contact sports to compete against. You know, the Germans are naturally big people, like, like as, as are the Dutch. Well, they, they play stuff like handball and, and yeah. So all you've those got sports. Uh, so you've got like this this pool of and ice hockey and, and uh, right. So Germany, they, okay. Hear me out. This 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 makes more sense. Um, Shows shows time to get there. Yeah. Um, they've got no real competitor sports in terms of contact sports. The Germans love NFL, so there's definitely a taste for, for contact sport. They're, they're naturally a big a big breed of people. That that would probably make more sense setting up a rugby team there than going all the way to the USA. I think it's just a vanity thing, if, if anything. Maybe, but there's, there is already a big fan base in USA in terms of not as a percentage of the population, but in absolute terms, there is already a big yeah, but it's such a huge place. I mean, our second biggest but, listenership is USA. Yeah, but it's so vast. You probably only it's have so a handful in Boston, a handful in Texas, a but handful it, in California. It's, it's not necessarily about how many people they can get to each game. It's about how many you people can they can watch, watch on TV. TV. Yeah, I bet they can't wait to watch the Dragons. Because <laughs> well, the Premiership have got a deal with NBC. They have. Yes. So it's just the, the gap is getting worse and worse, and the Pro 12 need to do something, or it's just gonna. Yeah. How about player internationals? How about that? <laughs> How about <laughs> well, they, they, Philippe Stadiums. They are doing. They're playing their internationals more frequently because they have to because they have to qualify well, for the, yeah, yeah, the European true. Champions Cup. Yeah. So that. No, sorry. Have I mentioned I, I love Pro 12 now? Do you? Yeah, I have. Ever since I sent my CV off. Last, oh, uh, sorry. Week. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. No. <laughs> Pro 12 is a great product. <laughs> uh, elsewhere in world rugby, um, one little thing of note this weekend, Zimbabwe lost to Uganda. Zimbabwe are effectively relegated from the Africa Cup. Zimbabwe were in the first Rugby World Cup and were a rising force in rugby. Oh, what happened there then? Mm, I wonder what happened there. It's just a really sad story uh, for yeah. rugby. I mean, I know this, the lives of people and deaths and all the rest of it is yeah. far worse and puts it in perspective, but as for rugby, it's just a real shame. For both, it's for yeah, both. not not an attractive story, is it? No. no, and actually, the remnants of that Zimbabwe team that went to the World Cup is still around now. If you look at the Zimbabwe qualified players, you should be making up, you know, maybe a further first first tier nation, and yeah, yet they can't, and it's it, you know, it is sad. Yeah, although if England get you, it's going to be excellent. Yeah, uh, and elsewhere, <laughs> um, a South African coming to the United Kingdom, Marcel. Coetzee has changed his player biog um, on his Twitter account and Derry Gasman um, he's coming to Ulster of course uh, Derry Gasman tweeted us at Rugby Podcast to say he's not even properly an Ulster player yet but he's already he already describes himself as proud and if you look at Marcel Coetzee's 
Twitter account. It's one of those rugby cliches that Phil pointed out last year that is all, the commentators always say proud Ulsterman. Well, Marcel Coetzee says proud Ulster and South Africa rugby player. Oh, nice. He's proud. proud. Who are you more, so proud. Who's going to be more important? Peter Tao or Coetzee next year? Um, is it Coetzee? 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 We're probably going to have more complaints from us. Yeah, Southern Hemisphere. From our GP fans. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, I actually think when he's fit, because uh, he did his cruise shirt last year or earlier this year, didn't he? Um, I actually think Kurtzy is possibly more important purely because our backline is already stacked. Yeah. Um, and we could do with some more big boys up front. So, and especially with Jim Williams and all that, the, the amount of go forward he's given Ulster Nick, Nick Williams. Nick Williams. Nick Williams. Who's gone Jim to, Williams is a very different... Actually, he wasn't a very different player. He's a very similar player. Cardiff. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he will be... V- he will be more important, although I do think that uh, Piatau is a slightly better player all win. I think Piatau, you should be more excited about Coates. He's more important by a country mile. Yeah, agree. Agree. And we could do with another couple of second rows, um, possibly a, a couple more props, just just in terms of squad depth. Well, talking of squad depth, let's move on to looking at Bath and Leicester. Um, yes. so, so we're putting teams under the microscope a couple at a time, and uh, the next on our list is the old rivals and two powerhouses of the English game in years gone by, Bath and Leicester. So the, these two clubs have had comfortably the most players leave their squads. Okay. Uh, with only probably Newcastle who can compete in terms of sheer volume. Um, so Bath, first of all, they've had a lot of players go. You could argue that there's not a huge number of players that are going to miss massively. Um, Leroy Houston's gone. But they've got Falatau in. Um, Rob Webber's gone, but they've got this young lad, Jack Walker from Yorkshire Carnegie. Oh, England under 20s hooker. Win- England, captain. England under 20s captain. Looks so Yorkshire good. Carnegie captain at 18. Yeah, he's a That's amazing. Class who's player. still only 20, who is will be very interesting. Um, Devoto and uh, Eastman go in, creates a. Bit a bit of a void as we but they get mentioned earlier, so that's all right. Oh no, that uh, hasn't happened either. Yeah, um, there's other players who've gone. Uh, Maffy, the the other yeah. number eight or one of the other number eights, who obviously retired. Yeah, um, Dominic Day, another second row going. But um, you got Charteris coming. Charteris in. coming in to replace those. Um, so all round, it feels you've lost quite a lot of players. You brought in some good players. The immediate weaknesses appear to be inside centre and quite obviously director of rugby. Mm. But the, the weakness last year, I mean, was was the shambolic nature of everything around the team and, and the mentality of the players because amazing players were not not performing. Yes, yeah, yeah. People were changing so dramatically from one season to the next that kind of beggared belief in some cases the the scrum went from being yeah. one of the best in the premiership and one of the best in Europe and with the same guys went to a real weak point for them well well guys well if you listen to the rugby dungeon this week I had David Flatman on so we've actually got into Bath fairly fairly in detail one of the things he mentioned about the scrum is actually the absence of Nathan Katz who okay. you he, might get this from the interview he rates 
a little bit highly. <laughs> he uh, does rate him quite highly. But 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 Bath were dominating without Nathan. Yeah, Cap. they were. He's been off the scene it for was two da- seasons. It was Davy Wilson and like. Paul James, and then it was well, Nick, a, yeah. Nick Alterac and Henry Thomas. Well, they they were all that. dominating. Uh, one yeah. of the other things that they, they mentioned is everyone's talking about you know, Burgess leaving and the impact that had on the on the club. Nor mentioned the impact that Paul James leaving ha- uh, uh, had on the club. That's true. Which is a very fair point. Yeah. Um, I think Bath are due for another season like they had last year. It's going to be is, a fallow year, I think. I completely agree with you. But the noises coming out of the camp suggest they are really enjoying pre-season. They're working extremely hard. But isn't everyone enjoying pre-season? Isn't, isn't this the time of year when everybody's fit and you look at your squad and you think, we can do something this year because everyone's yep. fit? Yeah. So Tom Coventry was uh, arriving at London Irish and said, thinking we're going to we're going to get him to play a super rugby style of rugby and oh it's great these guys are going to be brilliant. Yeah. And what's what's Tom Coventry doing now? He's gone back to New Zealand. Presumably. Mm. Unknown. <laughs> Unknown. Poor Tom. Um, I, I think it's a good point. Looking at their squad, they've got some real names and some real talent. It's how they bind together because last season they had some real names and some real talent, but they just did not play as a team. They didn't play as a cohesive unit. Yeah. One thing that I think is important, and one of the best signings of the summer, in my opinion, is Khan Fotoli coming in. Yeah, oh, completely agree. Because last season, so George oh, George Ford goodness. is a class operator. The problem he had last season was playing behind Matawalu. We were really excited about Matawalu preseason. How <laughs> wrong? We how were. wrong? We were so wrong. God, oh. we're so wrong. So much that we were excited about. Uh, Eastman going to the sale. We're excited about a Foer and Hibbard scrummaging together. Yeah. We're excited about Ben Teo uh, playing for England. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, Yes, and George Ford was one of our many mistakes because that was a horrendous car crash of a combination. But yeah, Fotoali is a, a very smooth operator. He gets good ball when he needs to. He can have a go. He's strong as you like. Real intelligent scrum half. So that I think is very important. But as we've identified, yeah, Dan Dan Bowden coming in is, is a good option at twelve, distributing twelve. Kind of, he's got a kicking game, he's got a sure. passing game. No, he he, he has all of those sorry, things. I do agree with everything because he can play ten. He does. He yeah, does play yeah, 10. I agree with everything you just said. But Dan Bowden was a stopgap measure for the for the Six Nations. I mean, I don't think they ever considered him to be like their starting twelve. And now, no, with, and you know, I, I think they let Devoto go or and or Eastman go because they thought they had Mamos coming. Okay, so we don't know what's happening there. Yes, so I this is my conspiracy theory. Probably completely wrong, but this is how I think it went. I think they bought it. They bought in Priestland. Priestland then um, says, "Actually, do you know what? Thanks for the money. I'm going to go back to Wales anyway." Screws up all their plans, so they had to bring in Bowden. Yes, because because he wasn't going to be playing for Wales, yeah. and then yeah. he changed his so mind. So Bowden comes in on a king on a king's ransom because they need someone ASA, ASAP to rescue the season, which was pointless anyway. Now they've got this huge contract for Bowden. They've got to make room for him because his contract is longer than both Eastman and Devoto's. So they've had to offload those two boys, who I think they would like to have kept in order. Yeah. To sort out the message. I, I think the Eastman one, yes, but I think Devoto went because he wasn't starting enough games. His contract was running out, and he had a good offer from Exeter. Yeah, but, but I mean, without B- Bowden, you'd have thought they would have kept. Um, I think Devoto chose Devoto, to right? leave. Eastman didn't choose to leave. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. But in, from Bath's perspective, in terms of the the academy credits that they get for Devoto, 
he's far more important than having someone like exactly. Bowden because he's, he'll be on less money and you get the academy credit. So, it like looking back now, it looks like a terrible mistake to let him go. Well, the, the mistake isn't Dan Bowden. It's, no, no, it's, it's, the, it's the, the mistake is Reese Priestland. Because you've and got letting Devoto a go. second rate ten. Or yeah, because because you've got Scott. Because also there's Scott Hastings who is looking like a reasonable. Not Scott Hastings. Gavin, I was going to say uh, who? Not Gavin Hastings. Um, um, what's, what is his name? Oh, who? Well, hold on. While you're thinking about that one, let me just answer this. I, hold on. <laughs> Hello. Adam Hastings is the chap Adam Hastings. Yes, they've got him as a young up and coming ten. Who that, that's the sort of thing. Rather than Reese Priestland, you sort of think. Adam Hastings, he's got he's got a high. Yeah, Reese Priestland apparently is on like double the money that Ford was on. I, 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 from what I've seen, they're both on the same money. They're on the same money. Yeah, big now. money. Now. Yeah, it is. It is. Oh. And, and cost per minute of Priestland is <laughs> enormous. <laughs> yeah. just, just think about this. I mean, how much different would Bath be as a club? I mean, they're already stacked full of talent, but they never went down the Priestland route. It was a stupid signing to begin with. Everyone scratched their heads. Yeah. Like, why are they bringing this guy in? Yeah. And then he. Basically lies to them and go uh, and goes back <laughs> to Wales. Reese uh, Priestland could be the reason Bath are terrible for the next two three years. Fair play to Priestland doing that. Like I, I hate clubs trying to stop people from playing internationally. Like um, Census Johnson with Toulouse. Yeah. yeah. Even more than that, as I've said before, I I dislike players retiring internationally to continue playing I understand why but I just don't like the principle of it I think it should be almost like a, a sort of form of national service if your country needs you you answer your country's call well, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. so, so I, but I understand why yeah. I do understand it's two yeah. sides of the same coin though yeah. isn't it which is yeah. I mean they signed him on a gentleman's agreement and they knew they couldn't enforce it they wanted to take a sabbatical but they should have known it's only like 40 miles away from Wales it's not like they <laughs> you know they, they spirited him off to Queensland Reds yeah. yeah, it's just just an absolute mess so I think that's why they're stuck in the situation that they are mm. just one more point on the Bath squad because we've talked about it for a long time I actually think their back three looks, looks weak looks light mm. so Watson and Rocket Aguni two of the best back three players in, in the league You've then so Watson's going to be playing fullback, Rockadoni on the wing. You've then got Banners, who'll probably be a makeshift centre a lot of the time. Yeah, ah, who, who, yeah. Certainly during the Six Nations and the Autumn Internationals, Banners will be playing outside centre, uh, which means that you don't really have anyone behind that. I mean, Tom Homer comes in as kind of a reserve Os- fullback. Oscott's not there, is he? He's ex. He's, no, he's gone. One of Bristol. the Ars- Ah, is that where he's gone? gone Luke Arscott has gone back to Bristol. Aguja has gone to Cast. Mm. Yeah, they are a bit weak, aren't they? But if you were a player, would you sign? If you didn't know who your boss was, you wouldn't sign. Up. No, this is it. They've yeah. got to sort this out. Yeah. Exactly. Who was who was making these signings in in the first place? Yes. So a so real Bath, mess. Are we all saying similar to last year? They finished ninth, eighth last year. Well, logic would dictate yes, but as you keep saying, it's such a competitive league. I mean, and if they do get on top, they they're not are they? They just got so much talent. It's hard to write them off with that amount that of time. Much t- if they can get it together in time for the start of the season, yeah. they could be a I real force. I don't think force. they'll be top four, though. I, don't, I no. wouldn't say they would. I think they could get a top six, potentially, but I'd, I'd be surprised. I just, I, yeah, just a, just a bit of a mess. Then Leicester. Leicester, Leicester, Leicester. So, again, they've lost quite a few players. Um, again, it doesn't feel like a huge number of top, like their first choice players. I mean, the, Nicky Gonover is a blow because he's he is class but he's also getting on and it feels like uh, they've arguably got better value for losing him mm-hmm. Girardini going to Toulouse is interesting 
Yep. But they've obviously got Thacker, they've got Youngs, and they've brought in George McGuigan, from young English player f- from Newcastle. That's interesting with Thacker, and they've made Tom Young's captain. Yep. Yeah, not currently involved in the the McGuigan ones. Looking uh, again, like will well, McGuigan regret that re- re- retrospectively in a couple of maybe, years? Maybe, but they've Possibly. always carried quite yeah. a few hookers. Yeah, you know, they've well, had four on the books at some point. That is one of the very interesting things about um, Leicester. They have got four because they've got Greg Bateman there, so they've got four hookers on on their books. But their front row is absolutely stacked. Their second row and back row. Not so much. So the front row, in terms of internationals, they've obviously got Youngs, um, they've got Ayertz, they've got Dan Cole, they've got Ellis, Ellis Genge now, they've got Mullipola, they've brought in Sillias from South Africa. So you've got multiple international props. Is, is it not Pez? Um, Rizzo still. Rizzo, Rizzo's there, yeah. Balmain? Yeah. Uh, Balmain's still there. Oh Who people God. people rate Balmain. Yeah, they really do. They, um, they, the people that I speak to regarding Leicester who watch them week in, week out, reckon Balmain is better than Brooks. Yeah. Now, that yeah. sounds ludicrous to us who just see him occasionally and see Brooks yeah. all the time and rate Brooks because he looks like a silverback gorilla. But that's what they say in Welford mm. Road. So the front row, they've got at least half a dozen full internationals. Their second row and back row, they've got two full internationals, one of whom is Tom Croft. Mm. Who is arguably past it? Too too many injuries, uh, and the other is a petty fanua. Well, that's not <laughs> that's not good, is it? Now they have got Ed Slater, who's been in, in and around the England squad, and they've got young-ish talented but players like money, Barrow, like Kitchener. How much money would you like to bet that they've got some young up-and-coming eight up their sleeve from the academy? It'll be interesting to see. Now they brought in a guy called Luke Hamilton, who's a Welsh Welsh number eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, who played Wales under twenties? Played for Cardiff Blues until two years ago when he went to Agen. Oh, I know the guy. Yeah, twenty-four-year-old, um, and they've brought him in as their, old, well, possibly their first choice number eight. This 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 is starting to seem like a salary cap strategy, isn't it? Let's, Absolutely. Let's, let's is. Yes. Massive marquee, huge money front row. Yeah, squeeze value out a d- decent second row. Let's squeeze value as much as we can out of back row. Well, think about back row. Va- the I mean, second row is they're getting value out of it because yeah. they're virtually all English. Um, some of well, Kitchener, Slater, Wells have all come through the yeah. academy. Ditching Parling, getting in Barrow. That was a, that that now looks like a pretty good yeah trade. You, you could you could argue that second row, you probably get more value for money. From from the younger lads, yeah, because I suppose the skill set of a second row, it's basically work hard and be make, tall, make your tackles, hit your rooks, yeah. catch your lineouts. But the skill set of a front row is so rare. I mean, if you I'm, just walk down the streets, you might be able to find a couple of people who might be able with a lot of physical gym work to be in a second row. But a prop has to be naturally that sort of shape anyway. Yeah, you know, they're so hard to find. So it's very smart by, by Leicester, I feel. And then their backs. Now they have got. We spoke about wasps for exciting backlines. They have got one of the most exciting backlines in the Premiership, in my mm. mind. So you could have this backline. So Lyon Youngs, then Freddie Byrne, England international, Matt Tamua, inside centre, Australian international. Matt Tamua, Manitoulagi, then the wingers of Peter Beetham, who's playing thirteen a lot last year because of Tuilagi's injuries. Toulouse Vianu, who <laughs> was one of the best signings last year, comfortably, and then Tate at fullback and that's without 
mentioning World Cup winner JP Peterson, who comes in. Uh, and one of your favourites, Owen Williams, is an option at fly half. Exactly. And Tom Brady, who's going in from sale. Yeah. My absolute favourite, another rugby dungeon regular. <laughs> regular. Going to come on again. He's a good lad, Tom Brady. He's Silver a very good Fox. Lad. Yeah, he's a very, very good lad. So all in for Leicester. I'm, I'm feeling a lot more positive than I am with the Bath squad. So I think they've got a well-balanced pack, mm. particularly when you consider the salary cap. They've got a hell of a back line. When they, and they're bringing people into firing. an already... Uh, you know, an already set up structure. Yes, that's and the important part. One of the best signings last year, besides Toulouse Vianu, was Aaron Major. Yes, in terms of coaching, because the way that their backs played last year was superb. It was unlike Leicester I've seen for a long time. So Leicester, I'm a lot more optimistic, and I think they, I think they'll be top four next year, and what I think they'll be challenging for I the title. Be top two. Yeah, I think they'll be challenging for the title. If I could, I would. If I could offload Owen Williams and Freddie Burns and get in Sippers or Ford or someone who just oh, has you, who has another level in do, them, do you know what? I think I, you're mistaken I, there. I'll tell you why. Because I think if you're talking about someone with another level, it's probably Burns. I think Burns has got that extra something to be better than both, both of them. I don't think I'm not saying he will be, but when he has one of his good games, he's yeah. upset. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. He's, back, he's back, just end last, back end of last season, Burns got some real form mm. together. Well, remember, th- this is the guy everyone thought would be the England number ten uh, since he was what, yeah, 18 That's when people. That's what people said about Shane Geraghty. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, Ryan Lamb. Yeah, and Ryan Lamb. That, yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> both solid. I don't want a Maverick. Out, I want a. I want a week in week but, out. Even Jimmy Gopeth would be a good you know, signing for Leicester. Like, how good uh, do you think? Any of the other English tens would have been as good as Burns when he went down to New Zealand and played for England. Did very, very well there. He did. He did play well in a couple yeah. of tests. I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm, I he don't played well for a few weeks at the end of the season. He played well for a couple yeah. of tests. I don't. I don't doubt he has it in him. But this is you. You don't win trophies. No, but I, if they want the steadier ten, they've also got Owen Williams. But I see what you say. I mean, I don't. Who is the steadiest? Ten? I mean, the only guy who would really say would definitely be a week in week out improvement is Owen Farrell. I don't reckon the other guys you mentioned would be that, that much of an improvement. Yeah, Ste- steady so. ten, someone like Myler, but I don't see him necessarily as being an improvement. No. I'd, I'd have Burns ahead of Myler in the England rankings. Yeah. Toby Flood? Although I would have Sippers probably ahead of both of them. Mm. When when Toby Flood's going to come back to England? It must be next year. Yeah. He'll come back as a rejuvenated outside centre, which was what he was playing a little bit last year yeah. for Toby's. Get get those get those ears back over to the UK, Tobes. Come on, I Come I on. don't I don't have a problem with uh, Freddie Burns yeah. as a fly off. I I think he's you you're right. He's not consistently showed what he can do, but as he gets a little bit older, perhaps we'll start to see it. Because don't forget, he's what three four years younger than Sippers. 
Yeah, fair enough. And so maybe we'll start to see it. Yeah. Right, boys, that's a one hour twenty four minutes. Oh, oh that's God. a marathon pod. It is good. There's not even any rugby on. You lucky, lucky, lucky people. Now, um, I reckon we should do like we we should find out. Uh, I, I like the idea of just finding out who diehard fans are who listen to the very end. So should, should, we should, we should tr- just let's just try it on this, uh, mate. Absolutely, a code, like a code word. If you tweet us at Rugby Podcast with a code word, you're like you're you're in a special. What, what's that code word? Uh, L. <laughs> <laughs> I can never say it. LTBP community. Just no. LT- well, we, we hashtag men- LTBT. No, we we've mention mentioned that. that. We've mentioned that other point. We've already had quite a few hashtag LTBPs. Yeah, you know. Did that, you, that, that's what it is. You can join the LTBP oh, community. Did you see complete toffees? Complete toffees. Uh, Let the boy yeah. play flagpole after we were discussing it last week. <laughs> windsock. <laughs> it was a, yeah. Win. <laughs> Let the, the, the boys play. I'm not seeing that. Windsock. That's absolutely. Say it brilliant. loud. Say it proud. Let the boys play. <laughs> hashtag LTBP, and it's a rainbow windsock. Is that that is a rainbow. Well, it's not quite rainbow. It's a like it's like a it's just got all the colours of the Premiership. It's exactly. multicoloured hoops. It's inclusive. That's what it is. Yeah. It is. It is inclusive. Um, so like I don't know. Um, nothing to do with that again. That'd be too. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Hashtag LTB LTBP, and then we'll get you into the LTBP community, which is going to be whatever it's going to be. Um. All right. Okay. Okay. LTBP. Oh, I was trying to think of your um, Tinder thing. But, um... <laughs> How? <laughs> One thing at a time. <laughs> One thing at a time. <laughs> All right. If you tweet LTBP Genge, we know that you've listened yes. to the very, yes. very end. LTBP Genge. You're 126 minutes in if you if you uh, tweet us that at rugby podcast and that that will be a signal to us that you are one of the true diehards you don't you don't miss a beat and you listen to the very end thank you very much for listening at rugby podcast where you can find us on twitter leave a review on itunes good work philip thank you tim good work jb thank you tim uh, in a bit acast powers the world's best podcasts here's a show that we recommend The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.